Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Father Abraham had many sons. Praise the Lord. Kids and the youth are dismissed. Thank you, Jesus. Well, hallelujah. Happy Father's Day. Check the mic. Testing one, two. Said happy Father's Day. All right. Thank you, Jesus. I want to uh, disagree with one of the jokes. I am a biblical scholar. And, um, but anyway, uh, who did they say the shortest man was in the Bible? Nehemiah. Well, one of Job's friends was Bilhah the Shuhite. So I have to correct the, uh, the joke. Did you know that David rode a motorcycle? He rode into Jerusalem on a triumph. So, hallelujah. I had a lot to say before, but... Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to share with you today that God is here right now. God is here now. Because the scripture says where two of us are gathered together in his name, there is he in the midst of us. Do we believe that? I believe that we, as we uh, operate in faith and believe what God says and act like what God says is true, we begin to see the manifestation of what God promised uh, to us being made known in our lives. You know, uh, I'm getting all this during worship, so. Um, You know, this is the quietest place you'll ever live. This is the quietest church you'll ever be. Well, it might not be unless you go somewhere else, but... It's the quietest place you'll ever live. In hell, they're screaming, weeping, and gnashing of teeth. And in heaven, they are shouting the praises of God. You, you read your Bible. You say, well, you know, we, we like quiet. Well, you will get one half hour of quiet in heaven. The Bible says in Revelation, there is a half hour of silence. So enjoy it. What are we going to do the rest of the billions of years? Just a thought. Well, it's an honor to have a father. And it's an honor to be a father. It's an honor for you to have a father. And you say, well, my dad wasn't ever there. Or my dad wasn't a good dad. Well, you have a father. 
the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I want to talk about the, the Father of validation and, and care, but I also wanted to slip another thing in there, which I'll get to. I don't want to spoil it now because I don't want you to put up some defensive wall. You know, God, he is the Lord God. He does not change. Say, God doesn't change. Hallelujah. Say, well, there's the Old Testament and the New Testament. I realize that. But uh, when Paul said uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, the only, really the only scripture they had at that time was the Old Testament. So anyway, hallelujah. I would like to share with you something Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5. This was a hard scripture for me for a lot of years. And this is not supposed to be a hard sermon. I used to uh, go to church and, man, we'd get lambasted every week. You know what lambasted is? I don't know, but it doesn't sound good. You get browbeat every week. Whether you were right or wrong, whether you did anything good or bad, whatever, you just got browbeaten. I didn't, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but I thought if I'm ever a pastor, I'm never going to do that. I don't believe in browbeating people. I don't believe in brow, browbeating women. I got one guy that agreed with me. <laughs> the rest of you say, yeah, I know, my wife already told me. <laughs> Anyway, let's just get on with this. It says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, he said, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy, bless those who curse you, and do good to, and do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. So say this, God is always good. God's always good. He's good to the, good, to the evil as well as the good. You say, well, well, let's just read. He says, he sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? For do not even the tax collectors do the same? The tax collector was, you wouldn't want to be considered a tax collector at that time. It was a, it was a derogatory reference. He says, if you greet your brethren only, how many of those you have, how many have people you like to be around? How many of you have people you like to fellowship with? You like to hang out with? But God doesn't want you just to be greeting them. He doesn't want you just to be nice to them. He wants you to be nice to those who are not nice to you and I. He says, he says, therefore, you shall be perfect. This is the part I just, God. 
He says, therefore, you shall be perfect just as your heavenly, just as your father in heaven is perfect. Hallelujah. Happy Father's Day. That is a positive thing. If you look at that particular scripture, what is it all about? It is all about relationship. It is all about how God not only treats the just, but how he treats the unjust. Do you know if you look at the Ten Commandments, it's all about relationship. How you treat God, how you treat your parents, and how you treat other people. Honor your father. I used to, this is the scripture that my children have memorized. Because every time they would do something where we needed to discipline them or something like that, I would say, do you know the Bible says that if a, you know, if a father refuses to discipline their children, then he hates them. And I don't hate you. <laughs> and then I would also say, uh, I would also say, honor your, the scripture says, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And I would ask them, I would say, do you want to have well days or sick days? Well, of course, we want well days. Then honor your parents. That it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. You want to live a long time. It's not just... It's not just a long time of existence, but a long time of being satisfied with life. The scripture says, with long life, I will satisfy you. God wants you to be satisfied with your life. I knew somebody that would tell me a lot of times they, they hated their life. They hated their life. They hated their life. When it came time to take the last breath, they didn't want to die. We, we are able to, you know, we can't change the circumstances. We can't change some things, but we can respond in particular ways that will, that will cause us to either rejoice or to, or to live in misery. I lived in misery for over 20 years. Missouri. <laughs> but I got out of there. Hallelujah. And then I moved to Millersburg. Hallelujah. Well, that word perfect there is a lot of, in a lot of other places in the scripture refers to being mature. It refers to being mature, being acting mature in my relationships with others. You know, you know, when you get into an argument with somebody, somebody has to be the adult. Just a thought. Somebody has to be the adult and do the right thing. Thank you, Lord. 
But you know what I say? You can do all of this by the grace of God. The grace of God is not just you being forgiven of your sin and you receiving all of God's abundance. But the grace of God is an empowering thing. It's actually, I believe, the Spirit of God being activated in your life so that you can live the life of Christ and Christ can live in you. It is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ is not sitting there doing nothing. Hallelujah. He's also the father of validation. You know, we all need validation and we especially need validation from a father. And if you didn't get it from your natural father, you're going to get it from your heavenly father because the book, the book is full of validation of his children. You're going to be validated. Be perfect like your father's perfect. You know, sometimes people are not very validating because they never received it themselves. But we need to turn that around and, and, and look at the scriptures where it's Christ in us. We are in Christ. We are more than conquerors. We are overcomers through him who loved us. I'm not a loser. I am a winner through Christ. And so are you. You are not insignificant. You are significant in the kingdom. God brought you into the kingdom. God brought you into this world for such a time as this. And God not, and God's not just wants to use you just so that you can be used. God wants to use you so that you can be a part of the family kingdom, the family rejoicing, and you can enjoy your life. If you're bored with your life, then you are not investing, allowing God to invest in you and you investing in the kingdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So he's a father of validation. Matthew chapter three, verse 16. He says this, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice from heaven came, uh, a, a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Do you know, you're not just... Let me just say this. You are in Christ. So if you are in Christ, you are a beloved son or daughter in whom God is well pleased with you. I can tell you this. Your daddy likes you. Your daddy loves you. Your daddy will do anything for you. Your daddy is not there to make your life miserable. I used to be happy when my dad would go away. But man, I want my heavenly father to show up. I want my heavenly father to manifest himself so that I can see him, so that I can feel him, so I can touch him. 
And so that I can see him touch other people. You know, if you watch me, you probably don't ever see me cry too often. But the thing that moves me the most is when I see God touching people, healing people, delivering people. People that were in pain, people that are bent over, that are immediately touched by the Spirit of God and they are freed from their pain. You say, I've never seen that. Are you asking for it? What are you asking for? Seek and you shall find. Say, well, I prayed and I prayed. You know what? I prayed for people and they died, but I never stopped praying. I never stopped believing. I never stopped asking. I never stopped commanding. I don't command God, but I command the enemy, the spirit of death, to be removed in the name of Jesus. You know, I prayed for one person one time. She had tumors sticking out her all over her body. This was in Brazil. And I had my hand on the person. It seems like a lot of things happen when I have my eyes closed. But you know, I had my hand on a tumor and all of a sudden my interpreter's getting excited. Because he had his, he was praying too and he had his hand on. He said, did you feel that? Did you feel that? And all of a sudden I felt this tumor under my fingers just disappear. <laughs> I, don't like the word, I don't like to use this word. But that lady got freaked out. And she ran out of the church. <laughs> I mean, I think I would be shouting and dancing and running up and down the aisles and doing whatever. But that's the kind of thing that moves me. That's the kind of thing that brings tears to my eyes because I know my Heavenly Father loves us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So he said, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is something a father does. He recognizes his son or daughter publicly. Now, my dad would recognize me publicly, but it was always my failures or my failures in his eyes. My failures in his eyes. But that's not what. No, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You know, we might not do everything right, but he's still pleased with us. He's pleased that you've made Jesus the Lord of your life because you have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. But the part that you played in that is that you believed and because you believe, God brought you out. Brought you out and brought you in. Brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So he's willing to publicly say, I am well pleased with you. I'm well pleased with you. And if we read in scripture, I, I didn't write it down because I just thought of it now, but in Hebrews, I used to call it Shebrews. So I'd get my wife to, to brew it, but anyway. 
She didn't drink coffee. You know when she started drinking coffee? When I started quitting. <laughs> now she's drinking, and I hardly drink. Now I drank some this morning, but it's half hot water and half coffee. But man, she just drinks a couple of cups a day. She even bought some decaf so she can drink some in the evening. Hallelujah. Now she now in our house is she brews. Of course it's a Keurig, so <laughs> yeah, it's a K cup, so what's the so what's the deal anyway? So anyway. I remember uh, as a boy I didn't know oh no no, this this is a story. I remember a boy when I when I was younger, not me a boy that didn't know who his father was. He was born illegitimate. And so he kept looking, kept looking for his father. You know, that's something, that is something everyone needs and wants, is the father. And then when his mother would marry someone, he would latch on to them as a father. She wasn't a very good choice, chooser. But he would latch on, you know, and they wouldn't recognize him. But in our hearts, we want that. We want to hear from the Father God, you are my son or daughter, whatever. But in the kingdom, there's neither male nor female. So women are sons and men are brides. You're the bride of Christ, right? Okay. So, but what happened immediately after, after that validation? Where did Jesus go after that validation? He went into the wilderness. Do you know what? You need the validation to face the enemy. And the first thing that Satan said to him, what, would, what did God say? You are my beloved son. What did, Jesus, what, did, uh, what did Satan say to him? If you are the son of God. Satan is always going to constantly try to get you to doubt who you are in Christ. He's going to always try to get you to doubt God, he's going to try to get you to doubt the love of God for you. He's going to try to get you to doubt your position in him, your authority in him, your power in him, and what you can do in him. Hallelujah. So Satan said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. So let me just say this. You need the validation of the Lord because you are going to be tested. How many have already found that out? You've already found out you're going to be tested. But one of the ways to overcome those temptations, what did Jesus say? He just said what the word of God said. And all you have to say is, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Or whatever scripture you want to use. Hallelujah. Jesus 
Jesus let us know through the scripture that the father validates all his children. Say, I'm, say, I'm part of the all. You're part of the all. He says in 1 John 3 verse 1, he says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Behold. You know, there was another place where, uh, where God said to behold the serpent on the pole. If you behold and you look, you'll live. So here he says, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. So if you behold, if you behold the love of God, there has to be a benefit that you'll reap from it. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Have you ever, have you, uh, you know, you're, you're living your Christian life and it doesn't seem like some people in the world really understand you. The reason they don't understand you is because they don't understand him. And because you are a child of God, you have the nature of God, the life of God, the ability of God on the inside of you, whether you use it or not, but it's in you. And the spirit of this world knows it's in you. Therefore, they reject you because of who you are. But that's a good thing. It's not just, it, you're not just known by who your friends are. You're known by who your enemies are. But we also already know we have to love our enemies, right? Hallelujah. He says in verse 2, he says, Beloved, now, now we are the children of God. I'm not waiting to get to heaven to get, to get my uh, credentials. I'm a child of God now. Say it, turn to somebody and say, I'm a child of God now. I'm a child of God now. I'm not waiting. I'm not going up to St. Peter and see if my name's on the list. My name is already, I, I'm standing on the rock. I'm a, how's that go? Well, something about rock and roll. But anyway, oh yeah, my name, I'm standing on the rock and my name is on the roll. Or on the scroll, <laughs> rock and scroll. Anyway, beloved, now you are the children of God. And it has not yet re been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. You know, a lot of times I used to think, well, when I get to heaven and I see Jesus, I'm just going to be just like him. You know, Jesus is constantly revealing himself to us. And every time he reveals himself to us, we, come, we manifest a little bit more. You know, in our spirit, man, you're already like Christ. You're already like him. How many of you know you're, that's why the Bible says you got to renew your mind. Because your mind isn't quite there yet. So God, so Jesus has to constantly reveal himself to you here a little, there a little, so that your mind begins to be changed. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
You know what? You control your emotions. You control your emotions. If you want to be happy, now I'm not saying it's not going to be a fight. Because our flesh likes to rule and reign. But my spirit man, my heart, has the ability to control my thoughts. Has the ability to control my emotions. You know, I was laying there awake in bed this morning, just just kind of fearing about what am I going to say? You know what? You know, what? What? What what this? What that? But you know what? I, I just turned my attention to the Lord. And I knew he was going to be here. Because I'm here. And I knew he's going to be here because you're here. Because you're here. Because you're here. You're here. You're here. You're all here. We're all in Christ. Two or three are gathered together in my name. I'm there in the midst. He's not just sitting here just... You know the angels are, are here and they are listening so that they can learn. They want to see you get, they want to see your mind get renewed so that your, so that your whole body clicks into gear. Yeah, you, you know, uh, Scott used to play baseball. He used to pitch. I'm sure you swung at, you used to bat the ball, right? Well, there's something when when everything is lined up and everything is going right, it just clicks and everything works perfectly. Well, God is waiting. Well, God is waiting for your mind to click so that it will, so you will move into that place where you are manifesting the life of God. You say, well, give me a scripture. I'm trying to think of one. (laughs) No. Stir up the gift of God that is within you. What's that gift? That gift is the Holy Spirit, but that gift is every one of us in here has received the gift of God. You know, it's not just the spiritual people that got the gifts. It's everyone that is born again, received Christ into their heart, received the Holy Spirit, and you have a gift on the inside of you that God wants to activate and use you to bring forth his kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Well, the last scripture on that, uh, that oh, dear Lord. So everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Hallelujah. Everyone that, I'm just going to, can I just give you some highlights? Not the Miller's highlights, but... (laughs) Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself. I know who I am as a son of God. 
and I know what Christ is like. Therefore, I want to reject the things in my life that are opposite and contrary to him so that I can walk in the life of God. What is another? It's another good thing to purify yourself because he corrects. Did your dad ever correct you? Hallelujah. Spare the rod and spoil the Whatever. He corrects. Proverbs 3.11. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, for, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects. It didn't say he beats. It says he corrects. It says, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects just as a father, uh, the son in whom he delights. So, uh, I, I, this has, you know, timing is everything. If you're going to be a comedian, timing has to be everything. But this isn't a joke, okay. Whom the, whom the Lord loves, he corrects. How many of you need a lot of loving? Jesus, I need your loving. Got to have all your loving. Jesus, I need your loving. Well, then if you are ready to have the loving, you are ready to receive the correction, not the beating. It is a course direction. It's like the guy in the lighthouse. There's a ship coming towards him. It's an aircraft carrier. And, and the captain of the aircraft carrier says, I, you know, he tells the lighthouse to make a, a course direction. He says, sir, we will not make a course direction. You make the course direction. So the, so the captain on the carrier gets a little more uh, advances, you know, gets a little more aggravated. And he says, you must Correct your course. We're headed towards each other. There's going to be a collision. And he said, sir, we are a lighthouse. We're not moving. <laughs> so how many of you think that, you know, God's, God's a lighthouse. He is not moving. We need to move. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, he cares. My last point, likewise, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive one to another. We're not here to rule and reign over people. And fathers, you know, uh, my wife, <laughs> my wife would remind me of this scripture. She says, Father, provoke not your children to, to anger. I used to tease them a lot. Now that they're bigger, well, Joel's bigger than me. And his son's going to be way bigger than me. There's not as much teasing. <laughs> but he says, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Well, why is that? Because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. 
casting all your care, even the things that you don't believe that he really, that he really cares about. He says, cast it all upon him. You know, the Bible is, uh, the Bible is a book full of life. It's a book full of life. Jesus said, my words, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. That's why we encourage you to read the scripture. Not so that you can just fulfill a duty, but so that that life that's in the scripture may be imparted into you and manifested in you. And then what do you do with that word that's on the inside of you? Well, death and life are in the power of the tongue. What are you speaking? Are you speaking life to yourself? Are you speaking life to others? Or are you speaking death to yourself and death to others? Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You say, well, this really doesn't mean, I didn't really didn't mean it. Have you ever said, I really didn't ever mean it? I didn't mean that critical statement that I just made towards you with all the passion I have in me. You can say that all you want, but life and death are in the power of the tongue. You can speak life into your relationships. You can speak love into your relationship. You can speak honor into your relationship. You can speak validation into your relationship. Or you can speak ridicule, shame, and all that stuff. But I choose life. Lord says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Say the choice is yours. Fathers, we have a great, great honor to be loved by the Heavenly Father. But you have a great responsibility to act like the Father. Be perfect, even as your Heavenly Father is perfect. And what was he talking about? Relationships. Hallelujah. You know, I I just look forward to seeing you guys today. You guys are a blessing. You're you're loved. You're not only loved by the Heavenly Father, you're loved by us. You're valuable. You're valuable. You're worth something. You're not a piece of junk. God doesn't make junk. God makes treasures. You know, the pearl of great, who is the pearl of great price? Some say, well, that's Jesus. No, Jesus found the pearl of great price and he purchased it. What did, did we purchase Jesus? No, we didn't purchase Jesus. Jesus purchased us. So we are, you are the pearl. You are the pearl. You are the pearl. You are the, you are the jewel of value in the mind of God and in, in the, and in the eyes of God. Thank you, Lord. So don't ever think, well, I'm not worthy. 
I'm not worthy of receiving God's blessing. I'm not worthy to receive his healing. I'm not worthy to receive his salvation. I'm not worthy to receive his love. I'm not worthy to receive his peace. I'm not worthy. No, because Jesus already took that all away. Jesus took care of it all because of his blood. The blood that Jesus shed for you has made all the blessings of God possible. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the power of your word and the power of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you that your word and your spirit agree. And Father God, as we not only hear the word, as we respond to the word, we're going to see the manifestation, Lord, of your life being released to us, not only today, but throughout our lives. And Lord, I thank you that our tongues are filled with life and we're going to release life, not only to those who love us, Lord, you said to release it to those who hate us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are a church that believes in the healing power of God. We are a church that believes in the salvation that's offered. Salvation is not just the salvation of your soul it, salvation has to do with your physical body, your emotional, and everything, everything that is a part of your life. So I'm going to ask the healing team to come up. <laughs>